All right, guys. So, um, I guess we can we can proceed with the meeting. Um, it's good to have you guys around. Good to have you, Bright. Good to have you, Tom Ted. Good to have Felix. Alex just joined us. It's good to have you, Alex. Um, yeah, it's great. Today's a public holiday, and it's one of those times where you have opportunities to do stuff that you might not have to do on a regular work day. So I just thought, okay, because myself and Bright, we've been talking back and forth about having a meeting with the house, um, with the entire club. But I've been very, very, um, I think my schedule has been very tricky because I have, there's been so there have been so many things to, to something just keeps coming up and um I, I just didn't want to have a meeting that i would have to rush or that would be inconveniencing uh for any one of us or even for me going forward so i just i just thought oh so when i found out about this holiday on it was on friday i found out about the holiday and it was the most delightful thing i've had the most delightful information i got all week you know just you didn't know your holiday was coming, just so you're having this holiday on Monday. I just thought that would be cool. And I said, okay, let me spend some time talking to you guys, talking with you guys. So I said, this meeting could go one of two ways. It's either it's a Q&A or it just becomes a, 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 a discussion. Um, but I will prioritize that Q&A first um, if there are questions. And um, I would like to ask if any of you have any, because, you know, I can't remember the last time we spoke like this, at least as as a club. And uh, I was just telling Felix that it's been a while since we, since I spoke personally to Felix. It's been quite a while. I've spoken to Brighton recently, um, Tom Ted recently, Alex. It's been, it's been a while too, Alex, but it's been quite a while with Felix. And um, I just want to catch up on what has been going on and if there are any questions that you feel you want to share, any concerns, any confusion where you need clarity, um, you know, just straight to the point question so that we can go straight to it and, answer, and try to answer some of the questions that you might have. So if you have anything that's like of real concern to you where you kind of feel I'm at this place. I don't understand what's going on. Um, and it can be work related. It can be relationship related. I don't think we even talk relationship related things enough in this mentoring class. And those things are very important, but, but, but we don't discuss it enough. And and I can I can understand because they seem quite private. You understand? Relationships is one of those things that happens in private but have very public effect on us. You understand where, where, where if you are having like real strong emotional struggles, um, if they are not settled, then those things might be happening in private, but they are going to show up in public. They're going to show up in your work in public. They're going to show up in your public demeanor. You understand that? You know. So um, it would be great if you talk a lot. If we talked about those things and brought them to the fore some more. Um, because I realized that with the with the mentoring club, there's been I think one of the challenges is 
the privacy, um, which is understandable. But you see, sometimes we, we get private about stuff because we believe that if we, we believe they are unique to us, but there's nothing that is actually unique to you in terms of um, what you consider as private. Um, it's when it comes out that someone will say, oh man, you are going through that stuff. That's exactly what I'm going through too. I'm glad you asked that question. And you know, with, with the Telegram group, the Pro Masterclass Telegram group, people used to send me private questions and I just said I was not going to answer them anymore. And so when they send me private questions on WhatsApp, I just tell them, send, ask this question on the group and um, because, because somebody else will benefit from it. And it's amazing how many people have asked questions that have been private and other people have said, man, that, was, that question was for me and that answer was for me. Um, so what I'm just trying to say here is that whatever question you might have, whatever challenge you might have, feel free to bring it to the house. Feel free, if you feel comfortable enough, feel free to bring it to the house. Um, if you don't, then that's cool too. Uh, but but the the important thing is sometimes we get blessed just by asking questions, not by answering questions, just by being that source to someone else getting an answer. So you see, I always tell this to people that, that ask me private questions on WhatsApp. I'm like, there are two roads you can take. You can get the answer to your question and that will be your blessing. Or you can... You can have your question and still be blessed by not even ask, just asking your question. Someone just say, "Man, God bless this Alex guy for just thinking, for just talking about this thing." You understand? And and that's where amazing things start happening in your life. It's not because you are answering anybody's question or bringing solution directly, but because you are bringing some things to light. You understand? And when you bring things to light in people's lives, then they just something that just brings the blessing to you too. And I want people to be blessed just by asking questions. That, that, that's the reality. So I'll ask you, any, do you have any questions to start with? Anybody here wants to share anything, area of confusion, whatever it might be, feel free to, to ask. Yes, I do. Okay. Felix, Felix. Who, who just spoke now? Felix. Okay, Felix, Felix. All right, all right. All right, Felix, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, good afternoon, everyone. So, um, my is like a three-part question. So, um, the first is now I know. So, the, the backstory to this is last year I had met with um, Mr. Tola about my situation whereby I had a lot of financial pressure from home and i was not meeting up so it was taking a toll on me and i was like see i just wanted i just want to have any job anything just come my way and the response to me last year that was november december period can't go into business with this mindset you rather get a job because if you don't um, get, if you go into this with a business mindset, you will get burnout. So um, 
that was why throughout the whole of um, this year, I must say this is my lowest year where I really didn't make any income from design at all. So the I want to give up design. Like I'm just I'm tired of design because like the jobs I want to do, I don't want to appear desperate. Now I need money, but but the the I've had to sack in quotes all my low paying clients because they were frustrating my life. And I don't want to act, I don't want to sound desperate. So my question now is, first part is, during these low days, how can I life? I've always wanted to be a design person and premium mentorship has shaped that come. Yes, you can be a design person, but see, don't be the graphic pixel person. And throughout this year, unfortunately for me, it is the graphic pixel kind of job that is coming my way. And the big jobs that I'm trying to get, I, I, I struggle to get them. How do I survive during this low period? Like, can I divert my attention to other things? Can I go, go into maybe sales, maybe any other thing, maybe come back to design later? <laughs> so that is one. Two is now issue of relationship. So last year again, while I was talking with Mr. Tola, Mr. Tola, he he had mentioned the fact that in relationship you need to like understand what you want, like discover your purpose first before you go into that relationship because relationship takes a big toll on um things. Now my girlfriend, she's in Europe, and she has been talking of coming over and. All the jobs that she has pushed my way are tech related. They are either cloud computing, either the, uh, tech outside UI UX. She was like, UI UX is like the least in some of the um, opportunities she's pushing my way. Then again, I'm going out of design just because I want to go abroad. But I really love design. I want to be that guy where they say, okay, I want to be someone that works, that partner with people in Pentagram. I want to be that person that, you know, work on brand projects. It could be environmental branding, such as airport branding. But all these are not coming my way at the present. And I'm at that stage where I say, I just want to give up on design. Like I'm done design. For like a month now, I've stopped designing. Anything relating to design, I'm just like, I'm just tired. So I don't know how, how, how do I take that part of, okay, even if I'm traveling abroad, I still want to maintain design. How do I, what route do I um, go so that I don't just, uh, I know there's money in design. I know there is, but currently right now, like <laughs> the financial challenges of my head is just like, I've given up on design. So I don't know how to like rediscover myself, find my way back and, you know, maintain balance. So I guess that's just it. That's just it. So, so the third one I've 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 asked it in this last one. So that's just two questions. How do I find my balance back? Okay, Felix, thanks a lot for for that question or for those questions that you've asked. Although I, um, I was thrown off um, by a call that came in so for the for a few minutes of your first question, but I think I get um, where you're coming from. I would hope to get the latter end of it. And um, so if, if, let, let me know if I'm wrong, if I'm going to try to paraphrase your question. Um, so your first question, you're you are like talking about um, 
there's some particular type of jobs that you desire to do, some particular type of clients that you desire to work with. And it seems like you're being approached by the kind of clients that you do not desire. Um, I think one thing I want to get clear with clients you don't desire is why don't you desire them? Is it the description of their jobs or the amount they are willing to pay? The problem is they are not willing to pay my rate. Like they still because I had worked with them over time, they still see me as that guy in 2018, 2019 that is collecting 20. But, but how about the job description? Do you like the job they are bringing? Assuming they were paying well, would the jobs be jobs you like to do? It is, uh, I, I would love to, I, I would love to, how would I say it now? I would love to be given full control, you know, to take charge of, say, okay, do their brand, not to box me to just do it this way just do 20 social media graphics and that's all so i am like i'm so tired of that <laughs> i want to our social media page okay so i know i'm in charge of from physical to online like everything about their brand i'm the one in charge those are the kind of jobs mm. i've tried to them but they are not willing they are saying they don't have money yeah. and yeah yeah okay all right so um so so you're not getting the kind of jobs you want um so and because these clients are bringing those so is that, that is like you're not getting the kind of jobs you want you're not getting the kind of clients you want yes so they're they're not not giving, yes they're not giving me time to like concentrate on the kind of client so rather than me taking my time to design case studies i'm still designing social media graphics that's mm -hmm. to be, like mm -hmm. you know I mean? and it's time consuming and another oh. problem again i'm sorry but another problem again is that they know that my work is good all the other guys they've given out uh the job to the falling short of the standard i had created so all together i just have to like see i'm done with all of you i can't be the only one that can be doing this they should find another person even if you take them six months or whatever like i just don't care about them anymore because they didn't care about me also. Okay, but you had this client once then who you did some packaging design for and you did like a real case study. Can you remember that one that's the very first project that I met you with? Yes. Can you remember? What, what was the name of that yes. client again? What was Activate. that product? Activate. Activate. What happened yes. with that guy? Because that was full branding you did for, for him. Uh, is Let me say Nigeria happened. So his products are still at NAVDAC trying to okay. you know um, get it sorted and so that he gets it out in the market mm. yes okay so okay so, like, so he's stuck with he, his own yes he, he can move forward with with the project right now yes yes currently he's trying to sort out registration product registration with NAVDAC and that's like close like 10 million 15 million also for all yeah. the product okay all right all right all right so um you know what when you're telling this your story felix uh, i kind of it takes me to a place in my own life um and it's not too far back 
this like 2019, 2020, I think towards that, from let, let me say from 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. Um, for, for me, we're, we're kind of the most frustrating point in my own um, journey as a designer. It was, it was the most frustrating because I, I had come to this place where you you are right now, where I wanted to do more, but people were not giving me the opportunity to do more. Uh, it, it was almost like they had pigeonholed me to what they wanted out of me, which was some of them was flyer design because that's what I started out with them. I started with a lot of schools doing flyer designs. So they always called me to do their flyers, always. Because I, because I was doing really good flyers for them, they're always calling me. But how much do, would I charge to design a flyer? You understand? How much? Even if I was going premium, how much? And in the end, it wasn't really about how much I was charging. It was just the task for me was just too, too, too minimal. You understand? Designing flyer. But that's what they're always calling me for. And I can think of a lot of them. But one in particular where I just wanted to work more with the brand, on the branding, on the positioning, on, um, on, on helping them get to their target audience better, you understand? On just making more critical decisions than just this, oh, okay, Mr. Tola, we've sent you um, this word document, this is the flyer we want, you understand? But, 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 but every time I spoke to the owner of the business, the person was always like, okay, 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 I, I've heard that, I've heard that, but um, can you just do this flyer for us first? Do you understand? So it was always a do the flyer. It wasn't even logo design, it was always flyer. And um, it was frustrating because I went 2018, 2019, and this company had been working with them for years. So it wasn't it was before 2018, 2019. But you see, this is where, you see, I, I, I heard something yesterday, and um, it, was, it, was, it was quite... Um, deep what i heard that every seven years we as human beings we change every seven years we change we evolve we grow so what we used to like we don't like it anymore our content changes our appetite changes our our entertainment changes and sometimes at the end of that seven years you struggle with being a different person from who you used to be before so at the end of that seven years, you might even find your, your friends will change. Someone used to enjoy talking with, you don't enjoy talking with them anymore, like, you just don't get it. I don't, I, don't, I don't get it with this person anymore. Or this person doesn't get me anymore. So you change. It's a very, very disturbing thing. But I realize, when I look, at, when I look back at my life, I realize that there's been that change. As in, just find yourself changing, your values kind of change. It's either they elevate or just morph into something else. So I guess at that point, I've come to that seven-year period, which, which, which is what you might have come to right now. I'm not saying that person that says seven years is right, too, but it just tells you that after a period of time, we evolve and we change, and we want more. So I had gotten to that point with those clients, and I just didn't, I didn't want to be that flyer guy. When, when I started working with them, I was satisfied being that flyer guy because I just wanted to offer some level of graphic design value. So every time they were like, oh, Tolati, your flyers are very good and stuff like that. And they would talk to people and introduce me and say, oh, this Tola, he does our flyers, he does amazing flyers. So they were not, they were not nasty clients. They were actually clients that, that promoted my work in the capacity that they thought my value was coming in. But after a while, it just became annoying. 
to be their flyer guy because I said, I don't want to be that. I can be more. And that's because I guess after a while, we begin to learn more and those old clothes don't fit us anymore. Now, what do you do when old clothes don't fit you anymore? Do you stop wearing clothes altogether? Do you go around naked? Do you understand? What do you do? Because you've gotten to that place where your old clothes don't fit you anymore, Felix. Is the solution to stop doing design? I don't think so. Because that's going around naked. But when you go around naked, people now perceive you as a mad person. Do you understand? You lose more by going around naked than you do by wearing small clothes. If you wear smaller clothes, you'll still be accepted by society. But not wearing any clothes at all makes you totally rejected by society. So this position of not doing design at all is ostracizing you from the society. And it's hard to get back into society after the society has seen you as mad. Then you have to come back in to prove yourself as not mad. So the longer you go not wearing clothes and not doing anything, the harder it is to come back. Just like someone that has gone around society not wearing clothes for a long time, and the society system as mad for a period of five years, that person needs another five years to come back and prove that they are not mad. So I really believe that the solution is not stop designing. The solution might be to make your own clothes. You understand? If, 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 if people won't buy you the clothes that fit you, then you might start having to make your own clothes. And that's why, you know, I was talking to York some time ago, and he told me he, has, he was getting into making shoes. And I asked him, how did he get into that? And he said, because he couldn't find his own shoes. So he had to start making, his, making shoes. And for the people that have met Yorks before, he's a very tall person. The tall person, the giant of a first person. And for them, it's very hard for tall people to find certain things that we normal size or average size people can find. One of them is shoes. Tall people have a hard time, especially in Nigeria, finding shoes. If you're above six feet, six something, and you have very large feet, very, very hard to find shoes. The frustration, we take it for granted because you can find our shoes. You can't find their shoes. So York said he started making shoes. Started making his own shoes. Started learning to make shoes. He had two options, was not to wear shoes or to make his own shoes. And he decided to make his own shoes. Now, where I'm going with this is, when you reach this growth point, this growth point that you have reached, you need to start doing what you want them to hire you for without them hiring you. That's what you need to start doing. Don't stop designing. Just start designing the way you want people to, or what, for designing what you want people to hire you for. And I will still go back to this York situation because I said it once in one of my Twitter spaces that I was working with York for a while in a space, in a workspace here in Abuja. And then he used to work on a project. He was working on this Peace Air project very elaborate branding project. He worked on it for months. And I saw him, he would work on their, their signages, their, their, you know, all their air, um, 
all, all those lively things that they need on 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 an airline you design it tickets everything it, it started by designing the logo then just it just grew out then it designed their language you understand the brand language and everything the, everything the brand architecture and in my own mind i just thought ah man yorks has blown oh. this guy he's only working with peace air right now till the day he told me that he's not working with peace, peace air it's just something he just decided he wants to do because nobody was approaching him to do this kind of work that he wanted to do so he had reached that kind of good spot too that he had reached nobody was hiring him for what he wanted to do and he knew what he could do so he did this very elaborate project and put it on facebook i think it's still on facebook check his work on facebook i think so promoted it a lot and he put it out there and some months later this is something i know it's not like this one told me i was there he got contacted to work with another company which was actually real that makes children's food and they gave him the opportunity to design on that scale and he's still working with them today and the other day my, my wife still went out to buy this product august secret and i looked at the package and i said man this is yorks this is yorks product i was like are you serious i said yeah you see he had to start making his own clothes i really feel you need to start making that which you want them to hire you for like for me this client that I was finding it hard, finding it hard to work with because I wanted to be a brand consultant with them, not the flyer guy. At first, I started getting annoyed with them. I started getting annoyed. Like, this, these people, why are they calling me to, just to do flyer? I don't want to do flyer. And, I, and in, in a way, I tried to force my way to start saying, Man, I don't want to do flyer, I want to do this. But in the end, they didn't hire me to do it. But just last year or early this year, they called me to consult for them on different things. Different as in I've done consulting for them and they are referring me to other people as consulting. As a matter of fact, the owner of the company still asked me to coach her. Coach her. And as we are going through our coaching session, I was just thinking, wow, this is a lady that will not even allow me to touch, say anything concerning the brand before, if it was me flyer. And now she's telling me to coach her concerning her own life, as in how to express her own life. And, I, and when we were going through the coaching, I just was having this out-of-body experience that how did we come here? How did the tables turn so fast in my favor between 2018 and now? And I thought about it. The only reason why it turned was because I started making content for what I wanted people to hire me for. I started making that content. I started talking about consulting, talking about brand strategy, talking about positioning, talking about those things. I started making content that nobody sent me to do, but I started putting it out there. And then old clients started seeing, hmm, that's interesting. Of, of course, some clients never just touched me with a long stick. They're like, okay, Tola is gone. They are not interested in what he's doing. But there were also some that became converts and just like, we never knew you did this thing. And I told them, I should tell you now, but they're like, okay, we didn't see it in this context. And now they, they started to see it. But it took years. It took a like two between 2019, 2020, 2021 of consistently putting out that value that I wanted when nobody was paying me to do it. And now I have people pay me to do it. They're like, okay, come, come and train us, come and do this, come and people that I used to try to get into their office. I used to like there's a particular lady, she's worked with one NGO. And I used to think, man, I want to get into that NGO, man. I just wish and there was a time they would 
they called me to to propose something for and by the time I put the proposal, I said a design proposal. By the time I, I tendered the design proposal, the human was like, no, 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 we can't, we can't do this, it's too expensive, shut it down. And my mind was always, I want to get in there. But just, you know, just a few day, days ago, the lady called me. And she was like, please, I just need you to guide me on this. That we just designed something. Can you help me look at it? Can you help us just look at it and just give us some direction to how how we can position this thing right? Is it right? And I was thinking, this same person that some years ago, I was sitting in their office and she, she was the one looking at my work and I'm, mm, I'm not sure, mm, I'm not sure this is what we want. And they were now, now coming to me and I was saying, this is what we designed. Can you help us look at it and just check if it's right? And after we spoke for a while on the phone, she was like, do you have any like branding class that you can just do for, for me? Because I'm in charge of branding for this NGO now. And I need someone like you to guide me with this NGO. I just need someone like you to teach me. And I'm like, how okay. did we go from me being the person submitting bids for them to check whether it's good enough to her asking me to create a program for her? And I'm like, it, just, it took two years of working for an invisible client. Two years. Mm. And that's what we need to start to do. We need to stop waiting for the client and start moving without them. And then you see the clients will be the one flagging you down. That hey, wait, 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 I want to get on board. I want to get on board. It takes a while. It takes a while. But but that's how it happens. That is how you position yourself. So it's not by stop. If you stop designing, you are going, you are resetting yourself, and then they are going to come back to start asking you for very menial things which you need to prove yourself on. But if you want people to hire you for something, you need to start putting out that thing in a way that you want them to hire you for. So when I start saying, I don't want to be doing this graphic design, logo design anymore, and let's start putting out what I wanted people to start calling me for. That's, that's just how it works. That's how it works. When you start positioning yourself like that, then you'd, you'd realize that after a while, those people that used to say, man, fellas can never touch our branding. We only work with so-so-so-and-so brand consultants. They'll start coming to you. When they can't get so and so grand consultant, they just realize that okay, let's let's go and work with Felix. You understand? So, to your first question, that, that that's how it can work. You need to start working for that invisible client. That invisible client. The same thing too. A lot of people say they want to start design education stuff, design school, design, and I'm like, okay. Then they they now start off something and nobody registers for it, and they're now frustrated. That is graphic designer self. You put out stuff, they don't register for it. I, I said I'm teaching people the logo. Only one person registered. And that person that even registered self is saying that I should give them half price. Because you know what? They've not seen it in the capacity that they can say, this is what I'm getting. It's still theoretical to them. So you see, when I started my Pro Masterclass Academy, I knew that it was going to sell out. Before, before I think I I knew. So all the people ask calling me saying that, um, sir, can you reduce? I said I'm not reducing price so, because this thing it will sell out. And the, in the long one, in a matter of two weeks, it sold out. I had even I I I, I budgeted for twenty people. I got twenty two people. Why was I so sure? Because I I knew that I spent years since twenty eighteen teaching people for free. There's no way I'll now come out and now say I'm teaching. And this is how much I'm charging, and they won't pay. It's not possible. They'll pay now. I knew that they would pay because I know I've, I've done the work. 
had done the context, that invisible client has taught them. And the same thing I'm doing now, for every class I do, I, I just put out some, some, some things from the class I'm teaching right now, because to put some context to the value people can get. So you see, it takes a while to get to that promised land. But you must work in the wilderness for a while. You understand? That depends on how long you want to work. You can work 40 days or 40 years. But you, that wilderness experience must be there. You must work to get there. You will, the, the promised land will not come to you. And it's hardly a place where you just step out of Egypt and you're there already. No, you go to some hard places that will, that you need to prove your sandals and prove your shoes and prove your, 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 your shirt and prove your trust. You just need to go out and work it. But you'll get there eventually for those that believe. For those that say, no, man, I just wish I was in the problem. Those are people that die in desert. You, you, don't, you don't get there by wishing. You get there by moving. You understand? So you need to keep moving and create that content. Create that content for that invisible client. But your second question, you know, and, um, the, you know, when you talk about relationships, it, it, relationships are very, well, relationships are very serious things. And, and I like the fact that you brought it up. Um, for now, we are only guys here. There's no lady here. So our addresses are guys. I see a very ugly trend. I see a very ugly trend going on right now with relationships. Um, where a lot of guys don't, don't have a vision. Guys don't have a vision anymore. And they don't have a vision because they don't have God anymore. Guys have gotten to that we've, we've, we've gotten into hustle mode so hard that we forced God out of our lives. So we are just walking without any vision propelling us. I know when you don't have a vision, you don't have confidence. It's not money that gives you confidence, it's vision that gives you confidence. When you don't have a vision, you don't have confidence. And then you have women on the other hand who are women by nature want security. Women by nature want security. They want to be sure where they are going and where you are taking them. Women, 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 women don't really they're, they're not they're not really that concerned about taking the driver's seat. No, it's only when you're not driving well that they take the driver's seat. They, they want to be driven, but they want to be driven by someone who's going somewhere that they like. But when the guy doesn't even know where he's going, then the woman will just say, well, get down, get down, get down, get down. No, no, you can't, can't drive me anywhere nowadays. So they, they take the driver's seat. And I've seen a lot of women take the driver's seat in relationships. And it's not like they like it, just that it ought to be done because nobody else is taking it. And this is where guys need to step up to the plate and really become, that's why God is like, First of all, man, relationship with God. Man, the head of the man is God. Head of the woman is man. Woman has direct priority over the kids. That's how it goes. But when men don't even realize that their head is God, it's a big problem. So there's no direction. And that's why you see a lot of people jackpying right now. And, and, and I, don't, I'm not, I don't have anything against jackpying, but it is, it is the context behind the jackpot that I always ask. And for those who don't know what Jackpot is, is that mass exodus out of Nigeria. 
because I have a lot of friends that have moved on. And when I talk with them, they're like, Fakola, you know, ah, no, madam, nah, madam, madam, no, just want me, re- me arrest, Jare. This I won't do now. I just say, okay, me will just do it, me, madam, make me arrest. And I'm like, ah, this guy for real? Madam is the one that is dictating where the family is going. And that's why I realized that a lot of people would go abroad as a family, but they will come back separated because the family will scatter. Because a lot of guys don't want to go. There are a lot of guys that don't want to go. Guys are looking for to build something here. They're like, ah, man, I just need to build something. I don't want to go out and just do some, some menial job in doing some course that I don't want to do, man. I just want to hustle and build something here. Guys always want something that they can build, that they can stand beside. They don't want to be in one foreigner's land working nine to five for 70 years. They want something where they can build and just point to their children. This is mine. This is mine. But you know, when guys don't even know what they are building anymore, the ladies are like, let's go. And you you will give in to their own strategy if you don't have a vision. So you see, what you said now about this whole the person you're in a relationship with is saying, come to this place and come and study this. It's because you're not doing anything with what you are doing right now. And she's seeing it and is making a major insecure. That this guy, if I don't step in, is not going to go anywhere. And that's where you must make her see that you're going somewhere. You must make her see that you have. And, and it's, not, it's not you must make her see like force her. But you must be so busy doing something that she's like, I align with what this guy. I, I, I don't, you, you know, women, that's why women like confident people. They're like, I, I don't know what he's building, but I want to be part of it. You understand? I, women don't like to miss out. They don't like to miss out on a possibility of something that is about to happen. Even if they don't, they don't see it. So you, you must be you must be an embodiment of somebody that is doing something that is going somewhere. That's when, that's when you have the support of the woman that is like, all right, so I'm here right now, but what do you think I should do? Now, she's still be one asking you, what do you think I should do? Because number one, she wants to align with your train. She wants to align with your vision. That gives them fulfillment. It gives them a sense of security. You understand? So it must, it must be security. Women like security. Look, something happened yesterday. Mm. And um, we were in the parlor watching TV, and all of a sudden, there were sparks in the ceiling. And and my kids and my wife were there, and my wife was like, oh, see, fire, 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 fire. And I went out, and I switched over. I, I took the stuff away from the Nepal light, because I realized that if I could take power away from the house, then the thing should go off. And then my wife was like, it's still sparking, it's still sparking. And I didn't know what to do at that point in time. But I just told her, calm down. I need to just calm down. Even though I, did, I had not yet solved the problem, the spark was still there. The confidence which I told her, calm down, she knew that she was safe. Even when she was still seeing the spark. I told her, calm down. And she calmed down immediately. And I now thought, what should I do? And I went and I now put it on, I took it, I put it on the gen so that there was no light coming at all. And the thing stopped. You see, I didn't have the solution when she came to me. But then the confidence that I would have the solution was enough for her to calm down. You see, you need to show the person you're in the relationship with that you are figuring out the answer. 
Okay. That is what women want. That's what they want. So when she's telling you to come to whatever country she's in to um to to study a course that is out of your line because she's not convinced through your action that you are convinced that you are in the right place. My wife wants to go to Canada. From this, she wakes up thinking she wants to go to Canada. But every time she has a conversation with me, she's like, man, mm, I believe what Tola is doing. And it has been like that from the beginning, even when I wasn't making money from design. There was just a confidence to doing it that she was like, I want to be with this guy. Look, look, how many graphic designers get married to doctors? How many? Then in my day, it was very, very, very rare because doctors wanted to get married to doctors. But doctors were high profile professionals. Graphic designers were low profile people, were no professional. So you see, but she didn't have any doubt about marrying me because I was so confident about what I was doing, even when she was earning more than I was earning. So you need to be confident in what you're doing and where you are going. And you realize that the people that are with you will align. If the lady is not aligning, then she's not for you. But the lady that is with you will align. But if you're not comfortable and you're not confident, even the lady that is for you will not align. So you need to start making, you need to start making moves. You need to start pushing. The evidence that ladies want is not money. We made that mistake. The evidence that they want is progress, is direction, is confidence, is vision, is that you know God. That's what they want to. I'm telling you, that's what women want. It's not that you are making any million. No, 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 no. It's the possibility of being able to make it that they see in you. That is what they follow at the end of the day because they want security. But the only way they can get security is in a guy that knows what God is asking you to do. So those are the questions you need to answer within yourself. Is number one, I don't have the clients I, I want because I've not put it in the context that they can see it. I need to start building the ark. I can't wait for the rain to come before I start building ark. I need to start building that ark. I start building it. You understand? And my my partner in this relationship must see me building the ark too. And then she must be convinced that God is asking me to build this ark. You understand, and then she will be with me in doing it. She won't try to convince me out of it. Does that make sense to you, Felix? Hi, Felix. Does that make sense to you before I move on to someone else's question? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Thank you very much, sir. All right, okay. So does anyone else have a question? It's already 12.45, so. But does anyone have, else have a question before? Well, thank you for setting that. I like the fact that you were able to talk about relationship and put us in that context. It's very important um, that we are able to talk about relationship because it links to everything in our lives. Um, any other person? Akanimo, thanks for joining us. Blossom, thanks for joining, making time to join us. Any other person has anything to say? All right, if there isn't, I want to use the next few minutes to um, to discuss something with us. Um, so you can discuss it in 15 minutes, so I don't use more than an hour. I don't want to do anything more than an hour. And I woke up this morning and I just thought, I need to discuss this thing with these guys. 
on the on the mentoring group and uh, so that we can be confident about who we are um and i hope it makes sense to you because some of you might not make sense it didn't make sense to me initially but i just realized it's not about that now you know i've been on this path of for, for a lot of you you realize that i don't talk as much on the mentoring group as i used to and there are reasons for that um and one of the reasons is i i don't want to say anything if i don't have anything to say i realized that i scold my kids a lot for saying stuff when they don't have stuff to say and um because i don't want them to be one of those people that just speaks before thinking um so i told them what you just said does it make sense and they're like no but why do you say it they're like i don't know i'm like don't say what you don't know I mean, you don't have to talk every time. Your kids have a propensity to just always want to keep the conversation going. I know sometimes I just feel, oh, I want to talk on the group. I want to talk. And I'm like, do you have anything to say? I like, no, not really. Then keep quiet. And it's, sometimes it's not only easy keeping quiet. And you see, it, it reminds it remind me of um, when, I, when I was dating my wife then. And I remember the first time, when I started dating them, I didn't know that. I just collected her phone number. The first time I collected her phone number. And um, I called her the next day. I thought I was going to call her the next day. And I called her the next day. And um, some of my friends were around when I called her. You know, all those things where you're, trying, but you're about to call this girl you're really interested in. And your group of friends are there wanting to listen to the conversation. And we were, we were talking. I was like, hello, how you doing? How's your day? Got over the pleasantries. And... Um, there was nothing to say after a while. And I said, all right, so I'll talk to you later. And I, and I caught the call, and the call, the, the, the call didn't take more than two minutes. And I remember some of my friends were laughing, they were really laughing at me. Because they were, they were with me then, about two or three of them, they were laughing, and like, what kind of rubbish conversation is that? Just two minutes, you guys just say, hello, how are you doing, what are you doing your day, that's all. Kind of, ah, they are meant to talk for like one hour, two hours. I'm like, well, nothing to say. And they laughed, and I felt bad. I said, what was I meant to do? And I remember talking to her again after that. Um, and, and at that point, I thought I'd messed up the conversation. I was like, come in, I'm never going to talk to this girl again. She's not going to pick my call again and stuff like that. So I thought I would go and call her back the next day. I didn't call. And um, I called her back some days later. And she asked me, why didn't I call back the next day? And I, I thought, uh, I thought maybe you didn't want to speak to me. I said, why? I said, because the conversation last time was weird. I said, she said weird for who? She said weird for us now. We didn't talk about anything. I said that she enjoyed the conversation. And I thought about it that, you know, some of these guys, some of these guys that were laughing at me, they spent two minutes saying sense, and the next 45 minutes saying absolutely rubbish. And that's when they say stuff that really puts the girl off. And the girl like, oh, I'm not picking that guy's call again. Because it just feels like if, man, I need to talk, then start talking about football that the girl is not interested in, start bragging about something that the girl, and they're like, oh, I'm not interested in this guy. He's just obnoxious. You understand? So it was that, I learned that ability to just, if you don't have anything to say, just keep quiet. Don't talk. If you don't have anything, so people just appreciate it. Otherwise, sometimes, a lot of times now, I don't talk on the, I don't talk on the group that much. You understand? Um, and that's because I always want to say things that make sense and things that are inspired. 
thoughts that are inspired, I always want to talk to people and give value. And I realized that even when I tweet, there was a time I got into this mode of I have to tweet every day. And I'm like, no, I don't have to. I only tweet what I believe is dropped into my spirit. If there's nothing dropped into my spirit, then there's no need doing it. You understand? That's the only way you can tweet sense. So that's part of the reason. And I realized that for me, there are two types of people. There are structured people and there are spontaneous people. There are structured people and there are spontaneous people. And on this conversation, we have those two classes of people, structured and spontaneous. And I realized that I'm a spontaneous person. But over time, I've not owned it. I've not owned being spontaneous because I've surrounded myself with structured people. And, and that's the problem with spontaneous and structured people. There's a battle, an ongoing battle between structured and structured. Structured people always feel like spontaneous people are unserious. So they always tell them, that's spontaneous. You can't build this business being spontaneous. Forget that. Forget that. Nobody will take you. You need to have a structure. Structure of this, of your time. You come to work, how you deal with clients, how much your discount is. And for the spontaneous person, like, ah, man, that's not new. They try to do it because they believe they are unserious by being spontaneous too. They believe not life should not be spontaneous because the structured person has made you, as intimidated, you feel like, oh, man, man, I need to have a time for everything and a folder for everything and a way of talking and an office and all these things. And that's what I must have to be seen as a serious person. So the spontaneous people have that insecurity from structured people. And structured people also have an insecurity from spontaneous people. Because spontaneous people always feel like structured people are boring. They're like, ah, throw something into it that people are not expecting. Dance a little bit or just, you know, just make it exciting. You know, just structured people, I don't know how to make stuff exciting. I just know how to do things in this one plus one way. So they always try to be spontaneous. And I see it a lot on social media. I see structured people trying to be spontaneous. That structured person that, that will crack a joke and tell you uh, that was a joke. They, they, will, they will label it so that you don't miss it. You see, because they're not spontaneous, they're not used to that. So they're like, okay, I will talk for five minutes, then I will joke, then I will talk, and I will do two jokes. You know, because they're not spontaneous. They believe they believe in that everything should be in a model. So the structured person feels in, feels insecure that they are not interesting enough because they're not spontaneous. And that's how we pressure each other. And we bring a weaker version of each of ourselves to the table because we are trying to please the other person. And what I'm just trying to tell you guys is that some of you are structured, some of you are spontaneous. Own it. It has taken me a while to own it that I'm a spontaneous person and I don't need to be structured. So you know what? I realize I've surrounded myself with people that are highly structured. My wife is highly structured. So you see, I sometimes when I listen to her, I feel unserious about my Telegram group. I feel unserious about my YouTube channel she's like when last did you post i'm like i've not posted in two weeks like ah but how about people that are waiting for you to see it every single time you must have a time if it's every wednesday let me know every wednesday then they will know when to expect to meet you there and stuff like that and then ah that's true mm. then i tried but i always fail always fail every single thing in my life that i've tried to do in a structured way has failed every single thing in my life that i've tried to do in a spontaneous way has been successful. So why do I need this need? Why do I have this burning need for balance? That word balance is what has put a lot of us in trouble. That balance, 
we are already made balanced enough by the person that has made us. But you see what is that extra garnishing that we try to put on top that spoils the food from other people. But we are made the way we are so that we can thrive. But we don't own the way we are. We don't own it. We don't lean into it enough. So we get into this, oh man, I need to do it this way because this person says it. And so I decided to just own it, my spontaneity, and just own it. I show up when I feel led to show up. And I don't show up when I don't have stuff to say. Because that's what makes sometimes a creative person in my own way. If you look at one scenario right now, I'll talk about Kanye West. So the Kanye West interview I was watching, and I was like, ah, man, this guy, he put himself in this situation because he didn't own who he was. See, Kanye West is having a big legal battle with Gap and Adidas. They're suing him for billions of dollars. And that's because Kanye West came up with this. You know, Kanye West is a totally spontaneous person. He started as a producer, then he said he wanted to rap. And nobody believed and he rapped and he rapped well. Then he said he wanted to do fashion. No, 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 that's not even it. He started as a producer, then he said he wanted to rap, then he rapped. Then he said he wanted to sing on his next album. After he had done a very successful rap album, the next album he did, he did his song, a, a rap album where he was singing. And he sang and he sold. Then he said, you know what? I want to do fashion. He said, I want to do fashion. And he did it. And he was doing well. Very spontaneous person. That's the way he, he is. And he started this clothing line or this shoe line called, um, what's it called? What's that, what's that Kanye West um, shoe called again? Yeezys. Started Yeezys. And totally his own take on what sneakers should be. His own take. They just look, they look. I don't know what they look like, but they are just Kanye kind of West's own take on what this thing should look like. <coughs> and when he started the Yeezys, he realized he, need, he needed money in his own mind to scale it up. So the big boys came, the structured people came, Gap, Adidas, told him, you need money, we have loads of it. Take, bam, billions of dollars. Now you work for us. At first, Kanye kind West of was happy. Now look, finally I had the money to run wild. But little didn't know that what they wanted was to curtail his spontaneity. So they started giving him restrictions. You will make this amount of shoes between this and this. We want to see 25 shoes between January and February. Then you take a break, and within March and April, you want to see another 25 that will be for women. Then what's, and Kanyeves is like, man, I don't work like this. I don't work like this. I don't work like this. I thought you guys gave me money to just. Just go and dream. I, I, I don't know how many shoes I will make, but I just know when I have a shoe in mind, I will make it. And if that's 100, 100. Whether that's 25, that's good. And if that's one, you guys take it like that. And those guys say, no, we don't work like that because we are structured people. We have people that are waiting for us. And we have people that we report to. So this is how we work. And can always say he's not doing it anymore. And they are suing him now because he has signed a deal with them. You see, is that structure versus spontaneous? Kanye West is an artist. Who is wrong? Who is right? They are not wrong and right. Kanye West is an artist. You can't curtail him. If he tells you the reasons why Yeezys are successful, is that spontaneity. You're saying, I don't want to put laces there. That's all. I want to make black shoes for the rest of this year. That's all. I, re I, I, I remember there was an interview 
one of the producers in Kanye West studio was saying, say, it's, it's interesting when you're working in Kanye West. Say, when you're working, say, the was time was producing an album. And because he was producing this album and he wanted it to be a particular mood, you have to come to work in a shoot, suit and a tie, as in work white shirt, black tie, like if you're FBI. Everybody must dress like that. Plus, engineer, producer, everybody must dress like that throughout the production of that album. That was his own inspiration because he wanted to, he's an artist. That's how he works. Do you understand? And that's what makes his. his That's what makes him so successful. So we try to pigeonhole him, get the worst out of him. So you see, some of you right here, you can US. But you're trying to be like what? Because you go on Instagram, someone tells you this is how to run a business. You read a book, someone tells you this is how you ought to do it. Then you are going against your own inner internal mechanisms and you start doing it the way other people. And then you are frustrated about what you used to love. Some of you are so structured, but then to tell you, ah, then to make it on social media, you need to dance. Oh dance and do some other weird stuff do this um, challenge and that challenge and this challenge and talk this way it doesn't work and I, for me and my wife now we've decided to give ourselves that creative space whereby when she tells me she comes and she runs her caption by me because she knows me i can write a caption in two minutes just how i feel it i'm the kind of person that when, once i say something i can't repeat it again because i'm more about the moment that's me. And for me, when I record my audio, my, my podcast, I do it one take. Because I, I'm the kind of person that can't go back. So I, if someone should interpret, interrupt my podcast, I get very frustrated. Because I can't go back to say it again. I cannot, I'm not rehearsal. Very, very bad for me. I don't rehearse Jack. But once I do it in the moment, it's perfect. You understand so and that's but my wife is very rehearsed if she has a a podcast or an instagram live she will rehearse everything she say in fact she will think okay so i'll say this thing then the person will laugh then i will laugh then i will continue i'm like how can you be rehearsing laugh how do you know if that person will find it funny or not you understand and so when she's doing it and the person doesn't laugh she's thrown off because she expected the laugh to come in there you understand so sometimes she shows me a caption and she say what do i think about it? i'm like Baby, if you don't need to write a caption, don't write a caption. You don't need to write one. Because I write captions and you like them, doesn't mean you need to write one. Just do your thing, your own way. Those that are for you will find it. And those that are not for you will go. And that's the beauty of expression. And that's what I want us all to, to, to take away from, from this session that we are having. Be you. Be you. Be yourself. Be yourself. Um, if you're spontaneous, be spontaneous. Um, all this, all this, you know, all this algorithm that we try to work for, saying produce content every day. You know, if you don't have something every day, then leave it. If it's one year in between, then go that one year in between. Game of Thrones taught me that. Game of Thrones taught everybody that. Everybody that was doing series before Game of Thrones had a time that your series could be gone for, then you have to come back or else you'll lose your audience. Game of Thrones turned that thing on his head. Game of Thrones will do a series. They will do one, one season and they will go for years. And people said, this guy, man, you are, you are taking your, people will lose the storyline. They won't remember it. They'll go for years. And say, this, that's how we shoot our own. We've not finished shooting. 
and they'll go one and a half years, two years, then they'll come back this season. And people say, how do people to remember? But you know what? People remember. And they came back and they won awards like crazy. And people were like, how are these guys doing it? Us, we are afraid to go for six months. Game of Thrones is going for two years. And people are still following the story. Because they realize that that's how it works for them. And they were like, whoever we meet after two years is who we meet. And they met everybody and more. You understand? So it's because they were able to lean into who they were as, as a show. So you need to lean to who you are some more. This standard thing is the problem. This standard human being, standard business person, standard success model is a problem. There's no standard. There's only you and your inspiration and the way you are. If that works for you, then do it that way in which it works for you. And those are my thoughts on that though. It's five minutes past one right now. But those are my thoughts. I just want to share it with you guys going into the week. For you guys to it takes a while. It takes a while. It takes some amount of confidence in where you are going to going to do it. But but when you start doing it, you realize that it starts to work for you. It starts to work, it starts to work for you. Don't don't be scared of being who you are. If one model doesn't work for you, you're uncomfortable doing videos, you don't need to do videos. You're uncomfortable doing this, you don't need to do do it in a way that that resonates with you. You understand? Do it in a way that resonates with you and, and see yourself become more successful, see yourself become more um stand out more amongst the crowd. See yourself enjoy what you do some more just by doing it that way. You understand? It's it's very important. That's the beauty of the world that there are structured people and there's spontaneous people. And that's the beauty of the world. That's the beauty of the world. And we need to learn to embrace it. That word balance. I've, I've become more and more weary of that word. Because I've seen it destroy people's lives and destroy people's happiness. That word balance. Because who dictates what is balance? Do you understand? Who dictates what's balance? When, when you say this balance, eh, it's like you are sending back food to the chef. I know in restaurants, when you send back food to the chef, you have to be careful because the person might have, that chef might have spit in that food. Because the worst thing is chef, that can happen to a chef is someone brought back their food to say that there isn't enough this in it. The chefs, the chef will think, who created that food? I created the food. It is what it tastes like because I want it to taste that way. That's why they feel highly insulted when you send back the food to them. And that's why God is a chef. He spent time making each and every one of you with your quirks and with everything that is about you. He spent time in that kitchen making it. So when you now come back, someone now tells you, go back and get some balance in your life, like you're sending something back to the chef. The chef knew what he was doing when he put every single thing about you, in you. So go there and just be you. Own it. Own it. With all your might. Own it. Express it. And you will find your audience at the end of the day. All right. So before I close this class, Blossom was raising his hand. Was there something you wanted to say before we close? Hello, sir. Yeah, Blossom, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Actually, it was when you said uh, when you were asking if anyone had questions. So I had okay, questions. 
like before okay, you yeah. started the discussion. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you still have a question right now? Uh, yes, yes, actually. Yeah, I do. Okay. Okay, so um, okay, go ahead. I don't know. You want? Can I go ahead? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. 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 Actually, it's um. I I wanted to meet, ask you personally, but then now that the avenue is, I don't know when next you'll be free. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, there was an issue. Okay. Just an an issue I've been having. I've been confused about a particular thing. And the summary of that is how to run a design agency. Um, I already know like the bits and pieces, the bits and pieces, um, what I should be doing, but then, then how to start it is the issue. How to start, like, okay, what am I meant to do to know, okay, I've started, how am I meant to reach out to these particular people that I've started this stuff. That's just what has been confusing me. The um, new world that we are working on, that's the major reason why I've not really, it's been on the background. It's been on the background this, since I talked to you about it, and now I've been a bit, I don't know why, but I've been a bit confused as to, okay, um, how do I start? I already know, okay, these are the activities, this stuff that I should be doing, this, okay, this, how, like, I'm trying to do all the structure, structure stuff, and yes, then I've been confused as to how to go about it as the main issue. I don't know, maybe my problem is big, <laughs> I don't know. But that, that, that was the question I, I, I thought to ask you. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I, I know we've, we've talked, we've kind of hinted on this the last time you and I spoke personally. And yeah. um, you know this, how to start. It's not how to start that is really the problem. It's the fear of starting. Um, because you can start. You've already started. You've shared yeah. your, your Nimrod brand guide with me. Very well laid out. It's now going out there and that's where you see there is no way of starting you just start and 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 earlier you realize that you have started the better for you you started already you started already yeah. just that maybe you might not have clients and um i i, I sense more of a fear you understand? I, I can sense if there's a fear of going into this thing. Maybe there's a fear of failing at it. There's a fear of how you'll be perceived. There's a fear of not starting perfectly enough. But there's a fear there somewhere. Yeah, you know, fear of not starting perfectly enough, actually. Of not starting perfectly yeah. enough, you know. But yeah. let me just, let me bust your bubble. You will not start perfectly. No matter how how well you want to start, you will not start perfectly. Nobody starts perfectly. Nobody starts perfectly. You understand? Nobody. You're always going to look back at your early days and think, oh man, I can't believe we did this. I can't believe we tried this. I can't believe we, we embarrassed ourselves like this. You understand? In quotes, nobody, you're never going to start perfect. You understand? But the most, the, the most perfect start is the one that, that you um, is starting. 
the most perfect start is starting. You understand? Does, does anybody go to driving school and start driving well immediately? Very few people. Yeah. You've never driven a car before. You want to drive it perfectly? No, you can't. You know, you understand? It's it's not it's not it's not how it goes. You see, um, I have a sister. She's older than me, and she still doesn't drive. You understand? She still doesn't drive. And we went to driving school together many years ago, almost about 20, 25 years ago. We, we went to driving school together. My parents paid for driving school for both of us. And um, you see, the difference between me and my sister, I'm still talking to the sister, she wanted to come to my house today, but she couldn't drive because her driver was not around. I was like, ah, I really wish I could drive. So till today, she can't drive. And that's because we both had the same experience. When we started driving, like for me, some days into our driving lesson, I just we were living in a in a um a twelve story building. We we're on ninth floor, so after just a few days of doing, I just went downstairs to go and try to move my dad's car. And as I was reversing it, I hit the wall. Oh, man, I was so devastated. And my dad was like, "What kind of rubbish am I doing? Just how many days?" And I'm trying to. Where was I going? I didn't know where I was. I said I wanted to drive around the compound, and I hit the wall. And um, I got over it. You understand? I was like, okay, I hit the wall. I thought about it. Ah, what did I do wrong? I turned my hand too much like this. Some days I still went back to go and do that thing, and I and I, I was able to come out, and I went back to park. And my dad didn't even know, but I got in over that. Now, the difference between me and my sister is my sister also tried to go out, and she didn't hit the wall. She hit a heap of sand. And since that day, she's always seen that imaginary heap of sand. So she doesn't drive it. For years now, she doesn't drive. Because of one imperfect first experience. Do you know how many places I've driven to? Do you understand? But now she needs a driver. It's costing her every time she wants to go. She can't express herself where she wants to go because she couldn't get over that heap of sand experience. And I always tell her, ah, what if you hit the wall like me? That heap of sand actually won't hit itself. No dent on the car, no anything, no stuff like that. You see, nobody starts perfect. But you see, it is that refusal to get over that I will not be perfect is what will keep you saying, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. I don't know when to start. You understand? So we need to, I still, Blossom, you just need to start. That stuff that you sent to me, that PDF, put it out there. Share it on your on your WhatsApp status, on your on your social media. That just take a recording of it and just share it. That's starting. Is that starting scared? Just putting it out there and just say, I'll put it out there. I can't take it back anymore. Do you understand? Is that you just need to start? You just need to start. Is that starting? It's not, it won't be ugly, no, but at least you start and you get that phase out of it. There's no how to start. And I, I can empathize with you because there are a lot of people that are teaching how to start. And what they are really teaching is how they started and what makes, what makes the way they started right. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Just do it your way. Do it your way. How did I get into logo design? Eh? One day I was just sitting in my room in Canada and I was just working on this orb because I was thinking of this show that I used to watch then called Terra Ox. I don't know how many of you watch Terra Ox, very old, but they had this robot. Some of them were cubes, some were cylindrical. And I was trying to create this 
this uh, no no this spherical the spherical ones were the good guys the cube guys were the bad guys i tried to create this spherical one and i created something in photoshop and i put shadow and i put gloss and everything on it and i liked it and i said that would be my company logo and i remember showing somebody a person was like that's not a logo that's not a logo for crying out loud the logo cannot have shadow and all this gloss and i said no that's what i want to be my own company logo and that became my logo and i started creating logos for people like that and that was just logo and the people are saying i like this logo i like this shiny logo i like this logo with shadow but you know i really was going against the grain i was doing okay i was doing something very unethical i was doing something very unethical like highly rendering a logo like that it was highly unethical but then it was fun for me it was the way i wanted to do But at least I was able to get it out of me to do logos in a way that I wanted to do it. I remember the first time I did a business card too. Then I had a company called Intersection. And I was designing this business card. I just saw a texture of the crumpled up paper. And I put it on the business card and I showed my partner then. I said, let this be our business card. This crumpled up it was very creative. You were like, yeah, I like it. But other people I looked at it like, because then business cards were a white, clean background. But then we, like, we, we used our own, our own was crumpled up paper. And when we took it out, it was what made us stand out. People were like, oh, we like your crumpled up paper stuff. It's really different. And then people started to say, do our own like that, do our own like that. Although we never made anyone that was quite as good as that other one. But it created a way for us because we just started in a way that was unorthodox. So you see, sometimes you need to learn to start in a way that is unorthodox start the way that you feel you want to start that's in a way that you enjoy start in a way that you can start anyhow you know you can just start with with a with a what do you call it a zoom meeting just have a zoom meeting by nimrod designers you want to learn how to do this and talk to them about something i say okay yeah these are official loans for our company this this, this. that you started you have to just just start with that. You can, start, you can There's no way. There's no official way of starting, but just starting. But if you don't, if you keep giving into fear, then you never start. Then you become that my sister that is for something year old that doesn't drive, and that is that that creates more challenges for you in your life going forward than it does opportunities. You understand? So, yeah. just start. You get. Me? Yes, yes, sir. I get it. I get it. Thank you, sir. I get it. All right, guys. So um, I might have to go now. It's already one, one, one twenty. Thanks, everyone, for taking the time to join. For those who are just joined, like Mario just joined us, um, I guess the recording will be available. I think I'm recording this, if I'm not wrong. Okay, I'm recording. All right, so the recording will be available. Um, take time to listen and... Um, Thanks everyone for taking the time to be to be part of this. Uh, I must say that even for the people that have been away, I'm very happy that things are going on on the group. You understand, and people keep talking and people keep interacting, and that's the way it should be. You understand, it it should be. Um, you know what Mario said the other day, where it's it's, it's not about you. 
whereby if you are not there, things won't go on. You understand? No, it must be a place of constant value because people are there, not because Tola is there. It's valuable because people are there, because valuable people are there at all times. So I want to thank you guys for always being valuable and as much as possible, as I said in the beginning of this, that that need for privacy, don't have to question it. It keeps us in that more time than it liberates us. That need to say, oh, this thing I'm going through, nobody has gone through it. You know, like what Felix shared with us today now. Trust me, Felix, that thing you just said, that thing you said is, there are some people that are just very happy that you ask that question. You understand? So sometimes we need to bring some personal things, you understand, to the group. And you see how it really helps us as a group to, to solve each other's problems more. But I guess that will happen with time and one, being open to being vulnerable. In, uh, in the order, be, being vulnerable in the open, understand? It, it will help us with time. Um, well, thank you very much, everyone, for taking time. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. And um, I'll be, the recording will be on our library. All right, guys, take care of yourself.